0: Good evening brothers and sisters Welcome back to this online service We've been talking about How Our spirit can be defiled Because of The influence Of bitterness And how demon spirit Comes in To corrupt To defile our spirit And uh, We must not fall into the devil's schemes because that's how the devil is using Christian people to come against us or come against Christians or leaders. And uh, the Bible tells us that we have to put on the whole armor of God so that we can stand against the, the, the schemes of the devil. And the first piece of armor is the belt of truth. So we come against the evil intent of the evil one by truth, by presenting truth to to counter the attack of the evil one. And last week, we learned that to deal with these people, we got to watch out, be alert and uh, avoid them. Don't think that you will not be influenced. Oh, I know what's right. No, you avoid them. And then the Bible tells us, you warn them one time, two times. Then you have nothing to do with them. Or the Bible didn't say, oh, you need to love them, you need to have patience, or oh, you need to, you know, no, he said warn them one time, warn them two times and they have nothing to do with them. You know, why the Bible is so harsh and so, uh, how should I say, yeah, in a way to, to deal with this kind of activities or this kind of people? Because God knows the damage it will come to the church, it will cost the church if you don't deal with it. And that's why he wants us to deal with it. And uh, I know those who are closely related to these people, if they are family members, you'll find it very difficult to make those decisions. But that's the word of God, right? And we've got to make those decisions. And it's not, not easy, not easy. And even for the apostle Paul, dealing with the Corinthian church. He was struggling. Shall he write that letter? Shall he, you know, shall he send it after you have returned? You're not sure. You're not, you you're afraid. You have so many thoughts. You know, what if it didn't, didn't turn out well? What if? Well, it's out of your control. You've got to do what is right. And when you've done everything, the word of God says, stand firm. And uh, Paul, I'm glad he did, and he wrote that letter, and Titus is the one who took that letter to Corinth and was there to see what happened. Came back, report back to him after quite some time. You know, longer than Paul was expecting. So Paul was very concerned, anxious, you know, because there's no, no handphone internet those days, right? He's is, is, you know, traveling by boat or by road, or, and, and it takes days and months. So he didn't know what happened in Corinth when that letter was delivered. And he, he, he was so troubled, he couldn't minister until eventually he heard news, Titus his back, and the people responded well. You see, so we have no control what the outcome will be. Yes, it can turn out well, but it, can, it, it may not turn out well. But you have to deal with the problem. I know, I must confess, I also find it very difficult. And I must confess that I don't do it fully according to the word of God. Well, in, each, in the early days, I don't do it. But then God warned me at one time. So now I do it, but halfway, not completely. So may the Lord have mercy on us you know, when we find it difficult to deal with it. But why does God want to... Uh, us to, to deal with this, this problem in this way. This is what we want to talk about. The first thing is, he doesn't want us to fall into the scheme of Satan. Okay? Because Satan is, is, is very much part of it, not, not just on the fringe. He's, he's in it. It's a, it's a fight against him, not against flesh and blood. That's what we know. So you're dealing with demons, and that's why you've got to be firm and, 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 and straightforward in our dealing because otherwise you fall into the snares of the devil. So in the Old Testament, there is a story that illustrates what we have been talking about and the consequence of, of allowing this spirit to defile People. Okay, that's in the story of Korah. Korah in number 16. We're going to read that soon. Number 16. Korah is a Levite. It belongs to the Levitical priesthood. So the Levites, they are assigned by God to take care of the tabernacles. You know, when it moves, they, they carry them, prepare them, set them up, and they take care of the furniture. They, they also help the people. Uh, minister to the people, to certain, up to a point. But the real, well, the priest who is allowed to enter into the holy place are Aaron's sons. Aaron's sons. Only those who belong to the Aaronic priesthood, they can enter into the most holy place. So Korah wanted their role. He wanted to have the opportunity to go into the most holy place, which he, he well, go into the holy place, which he never had a chance to, and because he wanted that, and his heart, of course, is not right, and uh, so he see that Aaron is the one who stop hinder him from getting what he wants. so he's angry, bitter against Aaron. Remember, one of the reasons why bitter roots come in is because you want to get what you want and you didn't get it and the person you think is blocking you, hindering you, and then you go against them. You hate you hate them and, 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 and that's how bitter, bitterness comes in. And so Korah was against Aaron for that reason. But, Of course, people don't tell you the true reason, and they may not even know the true wrong reason, wrong motive there. And it begins to spread this uh, accusation, attack against Aaron. And then they turn and Abiram and on uh, and on begins to join him because of the the inference. And then it begins to spread to 250 community leaders. Community leaders. wow, these are not, who are well-known by the people. Okay, let's, I'll jump in on verse 2. You can read the details yourself. Number 16, verse 2. And they rose up, this whole gang, 250 plus this four. They rose up against Moses. With them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council. They came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. The whole community is holy, every one of them, and the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Can you see how spiritual they talk? And that's why sometimes we get confused because these people talk the spiritual lingo as if they love God, they want to serve God, and now you know they couldn't because somebody's against them and all this kind of nonsense. They talk so spiritual. Everyone is holy. Why do you set yourself above? God is with. In other words, we're okay, we're equal. God can do what you are doing. So, so they come against Moses and then and Aaron, and they talk very spiritually. What is the real problem? The real problem is because Korah wanted the priesthood. Okay, let's jump to verse 8 of number 16. Moses also said to Korah, Now listen, you Levites. Isn't it enough for you that the God of Israel has separated you from the rest of the Israelite community and brought you near himself to do the work at the Lord's tabernacle and to stand before the community and minister to them? He has brought you and all your fellow Levites near himself. But now you are trying to get the priesthood too. It is against the law the Lord, that you and all your followers have banded together. Who is Aaron that you should grumble against him? You see, they come against Moses and against Aaron. But Aaron knew, uh, 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 Moses knew, the true problem for Korah wasn't, well, For Korah wasn't him; it was Aaron. He wanted the priesthood from Aaron, and he stirred up these people. He influenced these people. The spirit of bitterness begin to defile other people. Just one man causes such a bad impact upon two hundred fifty over people. Look at verse twenty-two. But Moses and Aaron fell face down and cried out, O God, the God who gives breath to all living things, will you be angry with the entire assembly when only one man sins? You see, Moses is trying to plead for the Israelites when God wants to judge them for this this attack. And Moses was very kind even though there are 254 people, but he pinpointed the root problem is with this Korah, because this is you know, Korah is the one who is manipulating the situation and so he said, only one man, only one man. So can you see one person, if you allow them to do, allow him to do the the, uh, slander and attack, it will soon spread to other people. So we got to Be careful. So that's why we do not want to fall into the schemes of the devil. Okay, we don't want to see that this is all just a small problem, just between this one and that one. No, behind it is demon spirit working, Satan is working, and we got to take note of that. And then, why do we? have to separate ourselves and have nothing to do with them and, and avoid them, somehow it looks as if we are not loving, we are not forgiving, we are not patient. We, we we It's the word of God, right? This is what God says, right? God is the God of love, perfect love, but not human love. So because of human relationship, human love, fleshly love, we... We think otherwise, but God knows what is true love. So, because God knows the the, the damage spread that that that, uh, that can spread by the bitter spirit, and that's why the Word of God instructs us firmly what we should do, what we should do. Okay, so now. Moses, after talking to Korah, he called these two, Dayton and Abraham, Abraham, Dayton and Abraham, these two brothers, to himself, uh, to to see him. You know, once you have close relationship, brothers, brother and sister involved, I tell you, it's very tough to deal with, because one will support the other. Is all. You know, the soul tie that is there. It's not godly relationship. Or family members. It's not godly. It's it's just family, blood, flesh and blood kind of relationship. So demon spirit can work because we 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 are not thinking about God's as, as as God. And so, Moses summoned Dayton in in, in Numbers 16, verse 12, and Abiram, the son of Eliab. But they say, we will not come. Isn't it enough that you have brought us up out of a land of flowing with milk and honey to kill us in the wilderness? And now you also want to lure it over us. Moreover, you haven't brought us into a land flowing with milk and honey, and given us an inheritance of fields and vineyards. Do you want to treat these men like slaves? No, we will not come. You know, they are totally disrespectful of Moses. Arrogant. Rebellious. First, they didn't want to come in defiance against Moses' leadership. And uh, they slander Moses. They attack Moses, they slander Moses. They say, you didn't bring us into the, in the land you promised, throwing with me and honey. You, you brought us <laughs> to die in the wilderness. Isn't there a grave in, in Egypt? We're going to read that in a short walk. Perhaps, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to read that in a short while. You see, the reason why they didn't get into the promised land was not Moses. Moses said, go into the promised land, send the 12 spies. And the 12 spies came back. They didn't listen to the two. They listened to the 10 and say, you know, they are giant, we are not going. And all the whole committee say, we are not going. They cry against Moses. That's what they did. It's their fault. But anything happened is your fault, Moses. It's the leader's fault. It's the pastor's fault. Doesn't that sound familiar? So they slander Moses. They say, you know, you, you want the Lord over us? You think you're special? You think you're, you know, you, you, who do you think you are? You do it for yourself. And that's why Moses was so hurt. Moses came before God and said, God, I didn't even take one cent from them. Not one. So, but but they're they not thankful people. Despite all the fact that Moses, true Moses, God has performed such tremendous signs and wonders. It's not just even miracles, but signs and wonders that astound the whole world. But these people are totally unthankful. They didn't see anything good about Moses. All that they complained. And accused are all negative, slander, bad things. That is not true. So when they talk like this, they have no fear. It shows that they have no fear of God. Because Moses said, you come against Aaron, who is he? He's nothing. You come against God's appointed priest. God is the one who set him on on that priesthood. You come against God. When these people are so defiant, so rude against Moses, that's the attitude they have with God. Or oh, they say, no, 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 we love God. We, we, we. No. If you love God, Jesus said, you, you love God, you will love me. You, ex- you, know, you accept God, you accept me. You accept Abraham, you accept me. So when you show such defiance against a servant of God, that's exactly it. Your spirit, your attitude towards God. No two way about it. And you see, Aaron and the elder sisters of Moses, they, oh, they also have fought at one you know, before this, they also complained and speak against Moses. Similar kind of Conversation, you know, does God speak to everyone? Not just only to Moses. Why? Because Miriam, big sister, always looked after Moses from baby into Pharaoh's household. She was there. And now, this two uh, elder brother and elder sister has to listen to Moses. Moses is the leader. And sometimes they feel that, well, who are you? You know, I change your diapers, you know that? Without me, you think you'll be living today. Without my wisdom, who is taking care of you in uh, Pharaoh's daughter's palace. You see, there, there are all kinds of reasons. So, Miriam has a bigger grudge that Peter wrote there against Moses. And now, wow. Well, Here come the wife, different color skin. You know, so you see, they speak against Moses. But but what did God say to them? Numbers 12, verse 8. God said, with Moses I speak face to face, clearly and not in riddles. He sees the form of the law. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? When you speak against my servant, not your brother, yes, he's your brother, but he's my servant. You're not afraid. You're not afraid. God spoke to Miriam, and Moses, uh, and, and Aaron. And God didn't let Miriam off because Miriam is a gang leader. And so leprosy came, and she was put to shame and has to be, stay out of the camp until the time when she's clean, and then she can come back. So God take it very seriously to deal with people who are so defiant, so arrogant, and so rude against his servant, against the leaders that he has assigned the appointed. Look at the next thing that they... Uh, This Dayton, they all spoke to Moses. They said to Moses, was it because there was no grave in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? You know, very sarcastic. You know, people would talk to me like that. Very rude, arrogant. or I don't know how to describe it. What have you done to us by bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone, let us serve the Egyptian"? It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptian than to die in the desert. Can you see all this conversation? We we read it before, right? And so, Satan and Abiram was always there against Moses. Way back in Egypt. And all during the way, you know, whenever they complained against Moses, they were there. They were the leader. But because of circumstances, because it wasn't the right time, Moses did not deal with it. So the things continue until this day, until this incident, when there is an open confrontation. And they were very, very sarcastic the way they talked. Arrogant. And uh, they say, in fact, they say Egypt is a land flowing with milk and honey. You brought us out of the land flowing with milk and honey. They want the Egyptian way. They want the worldly ways. They're not interested in God's kingdom, you know, the promised land. They want the worldly ways. They want to go back to Egypt. So they are against Leadership, this too is against the leadership of Moses. Korah is against Aaron, he wanted the priesthood. These two wanted to have their ways rather than follow Moses. So it's important that we deal with bitter roots and do not allow it to, uh, to, to continue, or else it will really spread. Okay, so and God said, Have nothing to do with them. Do not share. This is the third point. Do not share in the sin of the defiled person. It has nothing to do with them. So it's important. You see now they manage to influence these people, and they have two hundred and fifty well-known community leaders supporting them. How can we be wrong? When there's such a large support, you see, Satan schemes. He wants to spread. He wants a lot of uh, people so that he can come and attack and, and destroy you. You know, you hear people say, you know, everyone say that. Everyone say that. They think that everyone say that, then is the gospel truth. We should say, God say. Is it God who said it? When people come and tell you, everyone say this, everyone say, pastor, is this, you ask them, is that what God says? What is God saying? If not, shut up. Everyone say. When they spy out the land, they came out, everyone say, don't go in, because there are giants there. Who is right? Moses, Joshua, and Caleb? or everyone. So everyone is not necessarily right. But what we should hear is what God says. And so we should listen and be obedient to the servant of God, the one God has appointed as a leader, the one who brings the words of God to us. Listen to him. Say everyone say that. Later on we're going to see everyone say it, but God killed ten over thousand of them. Corinthian church. The whole church was swayed. They were wrong. And until they listened to Paul. They were influenced by one so-called super apostle. Until they listened to the servant of God. Then they woke up. Then they were saved. Otherwise they're destroyed because everyone's saved. So the majority is often wrong when we're dealing with things of God because God's mind is not our mind, right? God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And so a lot of times we don't agree with God. So we need to hear God's servant, God's leader, the one whom God has appointed and follow what it says. That's why, you know why I talk about this message? Because the last time, the last week I spoke to you, obedient, obedient, that word came out. And that's why we look into this portion of scripture. So verse 11 of number 16, it is against the law that you and all your followers have banded together Who is Aaron that you should grumble against him? So there you are. When you speak against God's leader, you speak against God. And uh, verse 40, Numbers 40, this was to remind the Israelites that no one except a descendant of Aaron should come to burn incense before the Lord, or he would become like Korah and his followers. So God is the one who set the pattern, set the way. Nothing to do with Aaron. Aaron was chosen. And then verse 23 and 24. Then the Lord said to Moses, say to the assembly, move away from the tents of Korah, Dayton, and Abiram." He warned the the assembly in verse 26. Move back from the tents of these wicked men. Do not touch anything belonging to them. Or you will be swept away because of all their sins. So you see, the reason why God wants us to separate, nothing to do with them, is because if we associate with them, we will participate in their sin. And some people don't understand that. Or oh, I just attend their meeting. Or oh, just go and have a look. Well, you fall into hate, Satan's schemes. And you participate in the sin of rebellion of some people. God says, Move away, have nothing to do with them, or else you'll be swept away because of all their sins. So, we, so God is warning us so that we will not have anything to do with, with them and participate in their sin. Verse 32 Then the earth opened its mouth and swallowed them. And their households and all those associated with Korah, together with their possessions. You see, the household sometimes is so difficult, isn't it? To move away. But when these kind of things happen, you've got to make that choice. Either God is God or He's not. You have to decide. You know, It's not easy, it's tough, I know that. But if you participate in the sin, you'll be swallowed up. Just like them. And then, okay, let's move to the last thing and then I'll close. You know, this happened. This this is an act of God. The earth opened up. Fire came down and burned. You know what happened the next day? Verse 41, The next day, the whole Israelite community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. You have killed the Lord's people, they said. My goodness. They saw such awesome judgment of God. You thought they would know that this is God, and it's God who is doing it. Is God who is affirming Moses and Aaron's leadership. The next day, everybody grumbled against them. That's a the lesson we need to learn. Every one of us are potentially be able to influence by this spirit of bitterness and this defiling spirit. We can. Why? Because demon spirits are working. It's against, it's, it's no logic, it's no reasoning, so ridiculous kind of conclusion, you know? Don't tell me three million Jews, they're all so stupid or, 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 or they're just, No-brainer. No. But when demon spirit is working, potentially we can be deceived and misled. And this is a picture. The whole assembly. So that's why the scripture tells us, separate from them. Have nothing to do with them. Because you can be influenced. You can be influenced. Without you knowing, because demon spirit, you say, Oh no, I, I, I'm okay, I just go and have a look. Oh, I just see what they're doing. Oh, I just go and, oh, this is good, I just go there. Well, I hope you understand what God is trying to say, the word of God. And we've got to make that stand. We've got to have nothing to do with it. We've got to be separated. Or else we participate in their sin and we'll be judge accordingly. Okay, so I hope, you know, I never studied this scripture in such a way. I believe the Lord is speaking. So I hope our eyes are open. We are alert to what what God is saying and what the enemies can do. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for your words. We thank you for the revelation of your words. We pray that all your people will hear your voice, O God, We'll hear what you are speaking to your church, to your people, to protect your church, to protect your people from the defilement and the corruption of the spirit of bitterness. And Lord, help us to be able to obey your word, to follow your word, so that we will not be ensnared by the schemes of the devil. Lord, cover your people with your precious blood. Give us the wisdom, the knowledge, the revelation into your words. We thank you. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, the Lord bless you. We'll see you again next week. Amen.